Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia, and I am so glad you're here. I am a 20-something in my early 20s, and I was going through my fair share of shit show moments, and I'm sure there's more shit show moments to come. So much fun. But it's while I was going through these moments, I was realizing I'm probably not the only 20-something who feels this way. So I decided to start this podcast back in 2020, and it's been incredible. And I love interviewing these inspiring people. And I hope that through these stories, you're able to see yourself in these stories. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with a friend as well as leave me a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I put so much time and energy into this podcast and it would mean the world to me. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's guest is Cody. I love chatting with him. We talk about his journey into becoming a content creator and how he's able to create this epic content with his dog and been able to go viral. And he has 700,000 followers on TikTok. He's created this great community and we go into the psychology behind TikTok, how he's been able to create these videos if he ever runs out of content ideas with his dog and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Cody, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. I love to start. Tell me about your 20s. Feel free to include any shit show moments we might resonate with. Let's start there. Yeah, my 20s have been pretty pretty good from the beginning. I went to the U of M, and I think that was like the most wild part of my life. And then uh, once I kind of got into my late 20s is when I kind of settled down and, you know, got a job after college. I started creating content, got a puppy, and I, like that's where I was more like, okay, I can't go off on Thursday to Sunday and, you know, be blacked out like the whole time. So now I'm a little more calm, but yeah, I think I'm more in my, my bag in my late 20s than I was in the part of it. And I'm curious if there was like one like major growth moment you feel like in your 20s so far like one moment like it was probably painful in the moment like could have been a shit show like could have been something you didn't know how it was gonna go and then it ended up being like a major growth for you what would you say that one moment is I would say it it had to been when I was in college and I failed uh, one of my classes because for one you know college is expensive and you have to do a class it kind of like sets you back like even further and you might have to graduate even later and I was just panicking because I was like you know I was so set on like I'm gonna graduate graduate by this year I'm gonna be done and I failed it so I didn't really know what to do I, you know I talked to my parents and everything like that and you know I just had to like say okay like what's next like instead of like just grieving and like you know being sad about it I just had to figure out okay like what's next like I have to keep going so after that I just redid the class during the next semester I, I took a bigger load so I, I got it done and I just realized that okay like you know you're gonna take a couple L's and the only way to get past it is just to really like start planning ahead and just like okay what can I do to like you know just make me move on <laughs> so I would just say that 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 was the biggest moment. Um, I know it sounds kind of like not as, as serious as some people, but I was really in like school and I was really like had a lot of pressure from my parents to like get done, get a job, and that failure just set me back. And I was like, I thought I was I was ready to just drop out. So it was, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious because like like once that happens, right? It's it's tempting to sit in it and be like, why did I like why did I do that wrong? Like I should have done this differently. Like it's really tempting to stay there. I'm curious, like how 
how much time did it take for you to get out of that? Or were you kind of like, did you let yourself stay there for a while of like, oh, well, I failed, might as well drop out, might as well do like these other things instead? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am a person where like, I give myself at least like 24, 48 hours to really be sad, like sulk and just like, you know, like I fuck up, like, like just, just be sad. But then after that, I feel like after those two days, I'm like, all right, like I just have to get back up. Like I can't just lay down all day and like, you know, because when I'm sad, I'll, I'll lay in bed, be on my phone the whole time, just like think of like, like I said, dropping out what's next. But then after those two days, I feel like I'm like, okay, I just can't keep doing this. I have to like be productive. So I think about two days and it's not like I'm just like right back to it, but it's definitely like a slow grind back into that, that momentum again. So, and I kind of applied that rule to like everything in life, like in content, if my video flops, it's like, all right, I'm going to be sad for like a little bit. Like I'm going to expect that. But like, if I can get past what I got past in the past, <laughs> I feel like I can get past a lot of stuff. So yeah. yeah I like that. I like the two days. Cause like it, it could be tempting to do a week, you know, it could be tempting to do two weeks <laughs> and then like be like, where'd my time go? But like, I feel like two days is like a good middle ground if it gives you enough time to like grieve and like feel like we're whatever happened. But also it's not like where you lost a bunch of time and you're like, oh no, like I just lost three weeks or whatever on that. Exactly. Exactly. No, I 100%. So two days, but I know for everybody it varies just as long as you don't like take too much time and it disrupts other stuff. Cause you know, like if I did a week, like it's just going to make more shit worse down the line. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Like, of course, I want to go into like your whole journey with creating content. And I kind of have a question that I'm feeling called to ask before that, but it kind of connects to that. But like, what'd your parents think of like, okay, you went to college, you went to get the traditional route. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have like this untraditional route of creating content and going viral on TikTok. And like, what did they think of that at the beginning? Yeah. Um, so but when I graduated, I actually got a like a pretty decent job outside of college. It was I'm an IT business analyst. I still do it. So they were happy for that they were really proud I, it took me a, like a while to get that job and then um once I started creating content I remember I made like my first like $300 and I was like oh shit like this is crazy like I've never made money off of doing something that was like a hobby and I showed my parents and they're like oh that's cool like it's just $300 like you know like that's that's a nice side money it's nowhere near what you make just from your regular job so they're like cool so I kept doing it and then it wasn't until like this was probably like a few months ago I came to my dad for the first time when I moved to Austin I was like hey like I, I landed like a deal where they're paying me nine thousand dollars for like just one video to be posted on both platforms and he was like that's when he was like whoa like okay like there's serious money to be made here and he actually was like asking about it like how it works like that's when they actually cared to learn about like what i was doing and like oh it's not just some little <laughs> some little like hobby he does for fun so when i started realizing like i'm making like i have a lot of potential to make like more than i make from my full-time job in a couple days or even like a day that's when i was like yo there's like serious potential like you know for me to like take this very seriously and like really go further with it so yeah mm. and did you like see that from the beginning like did you see like there's so much potential here or did you like at the beginning where you kind of like oh this could be like a cool side thing but I don't think it actually has the potential to develop into more yeah I, I would say the latter I, I was just like oh this is a cool side thing I can make like you know a couple hundred dollars here or there it'll pay for my dog's food I, I knew that you know if you were a successful content creator you could make a lot of money but I never really thought I would get to that point 
and I never knew really thought I never thought there was like in between. I was just thinking like it was like you're making three hundred dollars or you're like David Dobrik making like you know millions of dollars. I didn't realize that there's so much in between where you can make money. So yeah, mm, it's so cool. It's so cool because like having like <laughs> I, I kind of want to go back to your parents. It's kind of funny because like the three hundred dollars right you you don't think much of, and then you see like more of the potential, and you're like, oh wait, like this is actually like something huge. Like this is like this can like replace nine to five income, and this could be great for him. I'm wondering like with that like at the beginning when you started creating content like did it do well right away or was it something that was gradual for you or how did that kind of all evolve? Yeah I was always like pretty good at video editing and when TikTok kind of like started becoming on the rise I would watch videos and I would think to myself like like oh I could do this like but I could do even better so I, I did it a couple times and they, they flopped and I definitely was discouraged and I was like I guess it's not fair like I'm scrolling and I'm seeing people just dancing for being like conventionally attractive and they're going like you know millions of views and i'm like i'm over here like busting my ass on uh on like these video editors trying to make something that's super cool and then i would get comments like oh how is this not gone viral and i was like yeah i'm, I'm like i'll take this quit this thing so my cousin sent me this video she's like oh you should do this with uh your dog blah blah and then i was like all right like i'll do it so like i i copied the format like the length and the si like similar sounds and just like every like two seconds two seconds i do a new clip and i was like okay this is literally like the same video but better like dude i don't understand and how I could fail if I post this. So I posted it, flopped, and then I was like, all right, like, yeah, I'm done. And then I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. So I, I deleted it and then I was like, you know what, let me just try posting it one more time, like I got on a different day, different time, posted it and then it got like 5 million views and I was like, I finally like threw like, you know, and like got some recognition. So that gave me some motivation to keep going and from then on, I kind of just kept milking that trend and then just, you know, branching off and doing other trends and stuff like that. So hopefully that answered your question. I feel like I kind of went down a yeah. rabbit hole or something else. <laughs> no, you didn't. That answered. Yeah. And, and like going back to like seeing like people who are like, they're just attractive, you know, I've seen those videos like they're just attractive walking literally and it could be like two yeah. million views just because they're attractive and it could be like tempting to get them get jealous of like why can't i just walk and get two million views? <laughs> exactly. exactly so like I how do you that. like i don't know how do you take yourself away from that like from like thinking like why is this one doing so well and i'm not doing well or like the comparison that can kind of come with the creating content yeah i mean one of my friends told me uh, like the most like cliche like line is that comparison is a thief of joy and that is 100% true so one thing I did is like I, I kind of tried to stop like looking at like the for you page especially when it was showing me like stuff that was just like oh my god like like you know this is not fair that they're going viral and I'm not so I, I try to take from creators that I actually really enjoyed so instead of going to the for you page and just looking at you know the random stuff it would show you I would go on like my favorite content creators pages and look at their stuff and be like okay like what are they doing that I can replicate in my own like angle and do it a little bit differently so that kind of got me away from becoming jealous and like you know comparing to other people and stuff like that but I would say another thing that helped a lot was I, I was passionate about it. Like I liked doing what I doing. So that really helped because if you don't have passion, like when that, when you don't go viral, that's when you're going to want to like, just say, okay, this is not worth it. But if you like actually like what you're doing, you're like, okay, like I didn't go viral. Like, so what? It's not always about like my content. Sometimes the algorithm just sucks. And in my case, like when I didn't go viral the first time I posted and that repost, I was like, okay, like 
I just told myself the algorithm is being shitty today and like you know somebody's still gonna like appreciate my content mm. so, yeah I like how you brought up the point of like being very intentional about like what content you look at like it seems like you kind of have a filter of like only I'm gonna only look at this content I'm not gonna look at content that's gonna like get me jealous or like affect my mood like I'm gonna be very strategic with the way that I'm consuming mm-hmm. and I'm curious with that too like have you always been that strategic or did you start to realize like okay like by doing this this is creating this result and I need to be more strategic here so that my energy could go towards this versus going towards that direction yeah i think in the beginning i i wasn't as as i grew i became more and more strategic i realized like what the algorithm really likes to see and i also realized like what helps me as a creator keep like a mental sanity definitely have to very very thick skin and you know you just depending on what kind of creator you are stay away from certain controversial things so yeah i would say as i grew i became more strategic you know down to the t of like try to make my videos less than 15 seconds try to post on like these days instead of these days and certain times to post and like certain like editors to use do i use a tiktok editor or do i use like i use a final cut pro like do i use final cut pro because those little tiny tweaks can really be the difference between like a hundred thousand views and like a million views and like 10 million views so yeah as i grew i became more nitpicky and naturally you become a little bit more critical on yourself i would say yeah it was definitely a gradual process and if you could go like back to like when you were starting to create content what would you want to say to like that former version of yourself like if you could say anything i would say like a lot of people will tell you like when you start creating content is like niche down like you know really get into a specific niche but then i think when you grow you realize that like you build such a specific niche that you're, you're kind of trapped in it like it's like not that i don't like making dog content but i'm like i i do want to branch out and do other stuff but it's like at this point my audience is so like you know you better give us what we want and i'm like oh, i kind of want to like <laughs> i kind of want to like try other things too but it's like as soon as you try another thing like the algorithm's not gonna like that because your if your followers don't like that which is what they show it to first then it's like all right it's gonna be deemed as like a bad video i feel like that's why i see a lot of creators they sometimes make like separate pages where they do other things so if i could go back and tell my my earlier content creator self i'd be like either like simultaneously start different channels and build them together or try to like find a niche where it's, it's so broad like you know comedy where you can branch into different like sections easier i think mine's more niche down into like dog animal comedy and i tried to bring more of like a comedy aspect in it so i can attract more than just dog lovers just anybody who likes entertainment so yeah that's what i would tell my former self is either make another channel like simultaneously or try to broaden the niche a little bit more and do you think that still applies like for tiktok do you think you still have to like stay like to a particular niche do you think that's changing or do you think that's always going to be the way it's going to be in terms of like creating an account i think uh it depends how deep you are in i think specifically for me if i were to post a video today like like a, a call of duty Warzone like reaction it would flop completely even if it was a good video i think it would flop because again i think tiktok shows it to your initial followers and based on how they react to it it'll be like all right now we'll push it to like people more than your followers but if my followers are like what's Warzone? like what, what is call of duty they're just gonna skip past it so um, i think it really does apply and tiktok has definitely the best algorithm right now when it comes to pushing out content so you can really get discovered on there so yeah and do you think it's like too late to start on tiktok right now or do you think there's still like room in terms of like creating new content starting like a brand new page today there's definitely still room and i think that's what i love about it versus like the other platforms is i I originally actually tried to start on youtube and it was like i was making like i was putting in hours into my videos and they're they're doing good now but um i would that was the most discouraging thing ever because i was like like just to edit like a 10 minute video took like a week and tiktok was like a couple seconds 
So there's definitely still room on TikTok. I'm actually working on starting another TikTok page um, just to kind of like test my theory and see if it's still possible. But I like that regardless of you have 100,000 followers or 10 followers on TikTok, you have the potential to be seen by like millions, you know, versus YouTube. It's like, if you don't have X amount of subscribers, there's a very, very low chance that you're going to be like seen by more than like 100 views or something like that. So definitely still potential there. And I would recommend anybody who's trying to get into contests, just give it a shot. Like you have nothing and specifically with like that new page that you're starting is there anything specifically you're doing in terms of like videos or like length or like special editing things or things you're doing strategically that you've learned from your page now 100 percent. my strategy is i'm going to go find a creator that i really enjoy their content and i'm going to look at what works best for them and i'm going to copy their format but put my own spin on it so if they make videos that are like 30 seconds long my videos gonna be 30 seconds long if they like have cuts every like 10 seconds they're showing different clips i'm gonna follow that if they use a certain type of music like lo-fi i'm gonna do that if they use narration captions like all that like i'm gonna follow that to the t because that's what i found worked when i first started tiktok and it's it's not like i'm copying it but it's like you know follow the format that's what keeps people's attention you know watching and then put your own spin on it you know it's like a blueprint to success so that's what i'm doing i'm right now i'm just like scrolling through it so that's the first step to scroll through and find some creators that i really really enjoy so yeah Mm. it's so interesting how like you could break down content and just do your own version of that like to the t which is interesting because it's like a science there like it's like it's already there you already know it performs well so it's like an Mm -hmm. interesting shortcut to take versus like trying a bunch of content and like not really knowing you know like with a specific format yeah and i mean that doesn't mean like i i think that some people you know you can make up your own thing if it works the best thing is if you do you know experiment and it works like you should replicate it again for sure like i've done some things where like it was completely original and it works so like i milked it as much as i could just to really make different variations because people love what's familiar like they're like oh okay like i kind of know what to expect in videos but it's going to be like the next episode so they want to like kind of have a series of things which is why you'll see like the most successful creators on tiktoks it's like they have series of like videos it's not just like completely random stuff i think his name is like kabi the one that's like the biggest tiktoker in the world he does reaction videos and he's always silent he never talks so it's like you already know what's coming it's like you know he shows some viral video and then he's gonna react to it silently so keeping that consistency of having something that's familiar to the audience where they can like oh this is this is his video like that's what's gonna really like project you Mm. it's so interesting how we love familiarity and so interesting how we are always searching for whatever is familiar in terms of people in terms of their content in terms of being able to predict so it's pretty interesting there's a lot of psychology here there is there is i used i i never like because i became a content creator i actually started doing research and learning and that's when i was like yo the tiktok algorithm is insanely good like it is really good at like showing you what you like want to see and like filtering out good from bad content so but it, it does it does mess up so i want to just say like just because you don't go viral it doesn't always necessarily mean like your content is shitty like it could really be like a hiccup or whatever and do you ever like run out of ideas because like with like a dog you know like there's only so many things you could do with the dog you know because it can't talk you know it can't do different stuff like do you ever run out of ideas or are you always having like ideas ready for like the next video 
hundred percent. I think that's the the hardest thing with being a creator is that like as you grow, there's more demand, and it's like not only that, it's like they expect you to have the same level of like quality or better. So it's like you know when you're like you said, my dog can only do so many things, and like to be honest, I'm not trying to shit on my dog, but she's not like a talented dog that has like she can balance things on her head. She can't like you know you see those dogs that do all those things. Like she's very mm. much a regular dog that lays down. And it's like it's it's actually funny. Like some people actually notice like yo you you know it's not really his dog that does anything it's him doing all this like extra stuff around his dog that like makes it like entertaining so yeah I'm, I'm very limited and that's kind of a part of me which is why i'm like i kind of want to start another channel or like i try to bring more actors into it like my neighbors have dogs i'll try to include them so just like another angle or just more people that i can collab with because yeah i run out of ideas a lot or i have ideas and i'm like i'm like i'm looking at it and i'm like this is just gonna flop like you know it's, it didn't i didn't execute it as like as good as i thought it could be and i have like a group message with like three four people that really give me their honest opinion so i'll send them a video i'll be like hey, what do you guys think about this and they're like not your best work and i'm like all right like i scrapped it right so and it's like these some of these videos take like a you know a couple hours to make some of them take all like all days and it's just like i can't like pump out content every day it's like it's just unrealistic for me at least but creators that do reactions super easy for them because it's like half of the video is what they're reacting to and they just can always stay on top of everything but, yeah and have you changed anything in terms of like how many videos you're putting out every week or are you still playing out the same amount as you did in the I, beginning i i tried to keep it to like a video a week i have like some contracts with brands where i have to put out two a week and that has definitely been like the most difficult thing because i have to sometimes sacrifice quality for quantity because you know they want to just see two videos a week and that's when i like i try i like i kind of like when like all right there's gonna be some filler content it's not gonna be my best work it's not gonna be terrible but it's like i kind of have to keep a quota and i think that's where like kind of sucks because it's like i i want somebody to look through my page and be able to scroll through every video and be like like this guy is funny like i want to like follow him now and not be like uh like this this video was not that funny blah blah like so ideally i'd want to stick to one video a week but like because i'm like signed with contracts with brands i have to do like a couple two weeks so yeah i'm curious because like i'm I, I love watching dog content do you notice like there's a certain type of dog who does well versus other dogs or do you think it's mainly the person behind it or do you think it's mainly what do you think it is there or does it even matter uh, I think so I've I've heard from a lot of like my followers and people that like there's like this there's like a conventional dog content which is like they kind of follow these trends it's like kiss your dog on the nose and see their reaction and like you know people will do it and a lot of times it's because their dog usually does some cool reaction or you know something like funny and I try to kind of break the convention of just doing stuff that you don't really see normal dog content creators do like my most popular videos is like my dog like flying in the air like it's like snapchat screenshots of like her hanging from like a wall or the fridge or something like that which is all photoshop like <laughs> like people always think i'm like putting her in danger but i'm like i have had a lot of experience with photoshop so uh, to circle back to your question i think majority of the content is like a cute dog that is very well trained and then has some type of cool little quirk like you know they like the one off the top of my head is dexter the balance dog like he can balance like anything on his head like he's cute he's good trained and he can balance stuff so i think that's the majority of when i see dog content which is not bad i enjoy it sometimes and it's like cool to watch but i try to like my dog doesn't have any talents like that like <laughs> she is this she can lay down on the ground really well <laughs> so, so i try my best i feel like that's also the the uh the challenge that 
it provides me. It's like, okay, I don't have a lot to work with, but let's make the most of nothing. So, or not nothing. She's cute. She's, she's cute. So let's make the most of what we got. So yeah, again, I might've, I might've spiraled down some other rabbit holes, but. It's <laughs> good to know. Like they don't necessarily have to have a crazy like trick or anything. Like we can make the most out of like a dog who's just normal, you know, just does normal yeah. dog things. I mean, do you like, so when you, you like dog content, like what, what do you mostly see when you're watching dog content? Like what do you think I, you? I, mostly like see how other. cute they are <laughs> like to be honest i just look for like those cute videos or they do reactions or they're wearing like some sort of costume or like they're giving like some sort of like facial like reaction of like no i get to sit in the front seat and like the human <laughs> get to sit in the back seat <laughs> like something yeah. like that yeah and it's it's I, I don't by no means is it bad content i like it it's cute and gives you your you know serotonin for the day no, nobody likes not seeing a dog and i feel like that's why i chose my subject matter to be a dog um when i first started content like i love dogs i'm not like a crazy dog fiend but like i love my dog you know i do everything for her but i i wanted her to be this subject matter because i knew like not a lot of people are gonna like discriminate against a dog like they can discriminate you against a lot of other things you know especially being me you know so i was like let me have the subject matter be a dog so when i first started it was actually just like taurus the shiva and it was barely me and then i slowly knew that i wanted to kind of use her as a propeller to like bring me also into it and then eventually like if I became big enough like I can branch out you know so it's kind of almost like a it was like a, a shield in a way of like mm. rising to the top so mm. yeah that is interesting right like because we don't want to criticize a dog too much right because they're so cute that's interesting but, back to psychology yeah you criticize everybody but a dog like doesn't matter what kind of dog it is like nobody's gonna shit on a dog like they'll shit on me for literally not petting my dog enough like so that was I think that was the one main thing that I was strategic in the game like I knew I chose her as a subject matter because you know I was afraid of getting like discrimination you know for, like on the way up which is like it happens a lot with creators like you'll see like on YouTube and all that a lot of them are like oh YouTube doesn't treat us fairly well blah, blah, so yeah 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 that makes sense and to someone who maybe like they've been creating content for a while like and they're like so discouraged because it's like anything they try doesn't do well like they feel like maybe I'm not supposed to be a content creator but like they really want it what advice would you give them I would say one make sure whatever you're creating content about you're passionate about because that'll be the fuel throughout this whole journey like even when you're almost out of fuel that will be the fuel like you have to have an actual passion for doing it two I would say like just really pay attention to detail and like you know be strategic about it for sure like you know look at what works and start incorporating that passion into like what works and really have a plan and then three like I think like the best thing you can do to really filter your content and put out your best work is is like one thing is like you could do is like show your video to somebody in person like if it's a random person even better and just gauge the reaction like right there like if I hand you my phone I'm like hey look at this video and if you like looked at it with a straight face and like just like handed my phone back to me there's like a good chance it's probably you know not not engaging enough so imagine somebody who's scrolling on their for you page they're probably gonna skip past it but if I hand you this video and you usually smirk or like you know chuckle or something like that then I'm like okay this is something like that's worth somebody's time and that was like the biggest cheat code that I had had on the way up to like filtering my content to get like uh, good content so now i have like my select few friends who i know are not lying to me when they say like this is shit or this is like good i feel like a lot of friends they'll be like oh this is pretty good like or they'll watch it because it's like they know it's your stuff and they know it's like they don't want to make you feel bad but i'm like no you guys please like you're only helping me when you say like this was not a good video so i would say those three four things that i named is like the key to you know becoming a creator and really uh striving to like produce your best work i love that test of seeing other people's reactions 
like random people it's like that's the whole thing of like capturing attention like that's such a good point of like can this capture like this random person off the streets attention enough that it's exactly. you know high quality hmm. yeah and i mean it, it would suck if they really didn't you know feel engaged because that's your work that you're showing them but you know you gotta you gotta think of it as criticism of like okay like it's not bad but i can do better you know i i can do better you know i can go back to the drawing board i can improve because we can always improve like even the top creators out there they can improve as well so we're all going for the same thing so yeah and what is something else you think that has contributed to your mindset that you think has allowed you to become like this creator what else do you think is like something that like has been a huge key for you I would say having like core fans. I don't even like to say like people are fans. I like to say that they are like supporters. Like they they support what I do. But having core supporters, people that will leave those comments and say like I really love your videos. Like they they really like brighten my day. Um, I've had a lot of people say like oh my like my mom just passed away and like your videos really like you know bring me joy and stuff like that. And like that's enough for me to be like okay like even if like the mass doesn't like what I do like I know there's a little minority that really like very passionate like I love your stuff and it really like brings me joy. So. I think that mindset that like you might not appeal to everybody but if you appeal to the right people then it's it's worth the while so you can turn somebody's day around so I think that that's one thing that I kept in mind as I was continuing to grow I would get a couple of those messages so yeah it's so sweet for someone to send you that like yeah, hey I'm going through this but yeah I try to like just like not I don't I, like I never know what to say back I'm like you know thank you so much like I appreciate it like I'm, I'm just gonna keep making content you know and like I hope you enjoy it and like I, I love that so yeah I would say those are those little things that keep motivated and who's like a creator that like you're really inspired by it could be any type of content like you really love their content um maybe love yeah. their story as well i think that one of my favorite creators never followed me back but he commented on one of my <laughs> one of my posts is uh his name is uh jake Kranz. i uh actually like he inspired me to do the format that was my most successful format on tiktok it's like he's like talking first of all like i think the the fact that he almost like never talked in his videos was like pretty cool like it was always just cat and he was like talking and like captions up there um and then he like automatic and then he like switched to this like snapchat format where it's like a picture and the captions in the snapchat so that really inspired me and i was like oh i want to do this with my dog you know I, I tried to like take those things that are like not dog related at all and like let's do this and let's incorporate a dog like that's my angle on it so i saw his format i'm like this this is really like rep like what is it replicatable like i can replicate this but i can do it with my dog so and he's funny like i, I like his content it's, it's super funny he inspired like again like one of my most viral videos that i've always made and yeah hopefully one day he'll follow me back <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Didn't follow yeah. me back. But I yeah, yeah, he commented. So uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite creators. I'm trying to think of another creator. It's funny. Like I have a lot of. I'm in a group chat with other dog content creators. Um, they're like really like big content creators, and like we just discuss like a lot of things and trends, and they give me a lot of tips too. So technically, I'd say they're also my favorites as well. Like shout out to them because they they were a really big help in this industry when I came into it, and I didn't know what I should be charging for what. And they're like, hey, like let's all be transparent about you know like how much we get paid and so like that so that we can kind of have a standard to know like you know what you should go by because a lot of these companies they will lowball you like for like pennies so <laughs> i was like i'm very grateful for them so they're also like my favorite content creators i'm curious like has there been like a piece of content that you've looked at that has really changed like your perspective anything about like your mindset anything about like you know the way you continue to create content is there any like video that you feel like has been really helpful for that yeah, I do like the when I come across these like 
motivational videos on TikTok where it's it's more tailored towards motivation of content creating. I, I can't recite the creator or like the video specifically, but I know there's some where they're just like, you know, you know, when you have people unfollow you like on your your platforms or whatever, like and it's kind of like plateauing. Don't focus on like how many people unfollowed you or like how you're not growing as fast. You should focus on your strengthening that connection with your audience that you already have. You know, because at the end of the day, like I'd rather have a hundred followers who literally like, comment, share like everything that I do than like a hundred thousand who are not there. Like they don't they're not engaged. Because not only like if it does come to monetizing, they're they're gonna support you regardless, but like they're gonna really be your community where you can like talk to them and get to know them. So I do my best to like respond to every DM that I get, you know, really just acknowledge people that like send me like photos of their dogs too and everything. Really try to strengthen my audience. So <laughs> definitely yeah, those motivational videos where they like just focus on what you have and not what you're you don't have or what you're losing. But obviously don't lose sight of like, you know, you want to grow, but like don't also like care so much about like, oh my God, like I gotta, I'm not I'm not at like hundred thousand followers yet. Like you used to you gotta be grateful for what you have for sure. I love how it comes back to that theme of focusing on what you have. I feel like that was a the theme from the beginning too, of focusing yeah. on what you can control and what you do have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like how can you make the people that you like, you know, your your supporters like your super supporters, like how they they really now they you know, like give them what they like versus like, okay, like I wanna only appeal to like the masses but it, it's conflicting because like sometimes you know you have to like do new stuff to be able to grow and like you know expand your audience but don't forget about the audience you already have mm-hmm. i'm curious what's something that you're learning right now it could be anything in your life anything new you're trying what's something that you're learning right now i'm learning how to do like other formats of videos like the reaction videos i kind of realized that they're the most sustainable when it comes to like pumping out content in like bigger batches because it's like i do like to stay at home and i like to like kind of be in my space and i I know there's a limit to content that you can create while you're at home so it's like you know a lot of people that do reactions they're they're similar to me like they stay at home they have a video of that's viral and they (laughs) they react to it and have their own spin on it so i'm I'm learning more how to do that and how to like be genuine give a reaction i I consider myself more of an introverted person and it's like very monotone like i (laughs) it'd be hard for me to react and make it sound like super crazy and everything like that but i'm just figuring out how i can kind of have my own angle on it and just make it still entertaining so i'm learning about that space as well and i'm learning how to train my dog a little bit more so she can do some more stuff in these videos but you can spin be able to balance (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i I can balance something for about like half a second on her head and that's all i need to take a picture and make it look like balancing it forever but yeah i'm teaching tori some tricks too just to be able to like do more stuff with her but that breed of dog is very hard to train so and i'm curious is there any introvert like reaction videos i feel like all the intro all the reaction videos i watch are more extroverted people yep exactly and that's what people like they want to see like a crazy reaction they want you to like jump out of your chair and like i feel like i'm not trying to shit on like other people that do that but like i know they're kind of forcing it a little bit like you know they probably have already seen the video and then they're just really like good actors where they're like oh shit like you know but i'm thinking of how like i can do a reaction video but make it different like i'm good at video editing so like i could make some type of video edit in my reaction where it seems like it's a genuine reaction but like just something crazy happened I don't know. but that's the challenge in it all and that's where i'm trying to like learn how i can do that so it's a little bit of familiarity with reactions but it's going to be something unexpected that happens and i have a final question 
question for you. So if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you want to tell him? Or if you want to tell him nothing at all, that's an option as well. My 20-year-old self, oh, I would 100% tell my 20-year-old self, start creating content like then. Like, because I started two years ago. So I, I'm 27 now, so I was 25. And I always tell myself, like, I imagine like what I would be now if I would have started way back then. Because I feel like when you're in your early 20s, like your creativity is like at an all-time like high. And me going through the workforce and being like a nine to five, like I feel like I, I kind of lost a little bit of creativity because like, you know, you're very much like routine, clock in, you know, talk to people. But when you're in college or school or whatever, and you're in your 20s, like you're almost like setting the culture, like you know, as far as what's cool. And like these trends that I see on TikTok, it's always like from young people. And I'm like, yo, this is actually dope. Like, you know, why didn't I think of this? So like, this is actually really cool. So I would advise my 20 year old self, like start creating content, just putting stuff out there because by the time you're my age, you're probably going to be like you probably will not need a nine to five job like you will be set so i always tell everybody that i'm like you have nothing to lose too like the tiktok is the biggest opportunity grab your phone grab a couple of friends and learn a little bit of editing so yeah start start creating content mm. that's the first time i heard that about like going back to your 20 year old self and your 20 year old creativity that's not something i thought about like how much more creativity we have earlier on i think yeah i, I think so because like I'm not gonna lie, I find myself like, I feel like when I was younger, I was just way more creative. Like I was just like, I would just think of the craziest things, but like now, like, I don't know if it's because there's pressure on me to create that makes it a little bit harder, but I feel like a little bit more, I don't come up with ideas like on the fly as much as I used to when I was younger. So um, I, I definitely think there's a correlation between like age and creativity. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I loved interviewing you today and I love all the content you put out because <laughs> I love dogs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love consuming. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited to see uh, the interview when it comes out. And yeah, hopefully I branch out and the next type of content I make is also appealing to you as well. Because Tori can't be in the spotlight forever. I got yeah. to sneak in there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. And where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? Yeah. So uh, just Cody.Taurus on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. That's, that's where I be. And feel free free if anybody has any questions or anything like that again i like i'm pretty good with keeping up with all my dms like it may be two or three days later but i will respond if anybody has any questions and i i, I do want to also be able to answer people that want to like be creators too so if you have any questions you know about creators and you don't just want to show me your pictures of your dog like i'm very open to like discussing like you know tips and tricks of becoming a creator and stuff like that <laughs> how many photos of dogs do you have right now in your dms i have a, I have a lot i have a lot um and like you know when you get a dm it, it, it like blurs it out and i'm like i already know a picture of the dog <laughs> like, well, i love them I, I love them like i'm like i'm never gonna like not like a picture of somebody's dog but i also want to like help anybody in any way i can so if they have questions about other things like i'm very much versatile or i'll send you a picture back of tori i'll send you a picture back of if you request dog photo free of charge that's one thing i'll provide so. <laughs> so yeah thank you guys so much for listening I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.